0: Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and today with me is my co-host, Nick Costco. Welcome, Nick. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be back on. So, Nick, you know, we talk to people about infinite banking and real estate, and um, you know we talk to people about investing in Wall Street, maybe cryptocurrency, gold, silver. People ask questions all the time about... What they're you know what they should invest in, what where they should put their money, where their how their money should flow, but what are we all trying to solve? What's the problem that we're all trying to solve? We're trying to solve the
1: problem that we finance everything we buy. We are we're what we're really trying to do is we don't really we don't really put this all together, but what we what's happening is all this money is flowing away from us in our lives. We're trying to solve the problem. We want to get that all to turn around and come back to us. So when people are talking about invest in this or that, it's almost a little bit of noise. It's, it's kind of missing the point. We have to solve this problem of financing everything we buy first.
0: So, yeah, I agree with you, but do most people know that that's the problem or do they think that the problem is getting a higher rate of return in their investments or putting more money in their investments and hoping that their accounts grow? Exactly. It's it's just like, you know, when we
1: talk about uh Dave Ramsey, he, it's like we we only think that we can slow down the spending or increase the amount of money coming in. It's
0: that's what we focus on. Right. Right. And so most people, because they go their adult lives down the wrong path at some point in time, they kind of wake up and they say, wait a minute, this doesn't seem quite right. And, you know, where should my money go and how do I get money to flow back to me? And it seems like this daunting problem that they don't really know how to solve.
1: You know, it's funny. We've talked a lot about this lately because in, in this times we're living in right now, there's just a ton of noise, right? Right. And, and it's, it, you know, there's a human problem that we have to overcome. And, uh, we have a great friend of ours that he, he asked me once, he said, Hey, what's, what's in that glass? And I told him we happen to be having a beer and he, he said, Well, if we knocked that glass over, what would happen? And I said, Well, it, it would spill, and he said, "Well, what would spill out of it?" And I was like, "Well, the beer." And he says, "Why?" And I was like, "Well, Newton, gravity—I don't know." He goes, "Well, that's because it's what you put in it." And it's funny because sometimes it's a little perplexing for you and I when we're talking to someone because they think we're a little nuts. And but the reality of it well, I is, they think you're nuts, but I don't. No. <laughs> that's all right i'm used to uh, 43 years i've been hearing that so it it, it's just kind of funny it's sadly funny we're bombarded with the information that says give me control of your money right and that's what people fill themselves with every day they read the you know the the financial headlines which are mostly consumed of stock stock information right it's it's rarely talking about how people really build wealth, which is business ownership and real estate. But like, how, how do they do that? Like, what do, what do we have to, how do we wade through that? And what should we focus on?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the key is distractions, right? I mean, what do they do with the kid who's distracted in school, in the classroom? They, they either remove them from the classroom so it doesn't distract all the other kids, or they get him to focus on what he's supposed to do right and you know it it comes down to what is easy and what is right now what is right is not always easy right Right. we always say that it seems simple get money to flow back to you instead of away from you well simplicity is elusive right (laughs) so how would we do that well the first thing that we have to do is we have to take responsibility And we have to realize that we're going to have to participate in this project, just not, not just fund it. And that's what happens when you give your money to a financial planner or stockbroker or somebody like that, who's going to take your money, put it into an account, and then they're going to meet with you once a year and you guys are going to hope together that this thing grows and the whole time they get paid and you have all these eroding factors. And then at the end, And when I say the end, because people think, well, I'm going to save this money until I'm 65 or 70 or 60, and then I'm going to live off of it for the rest of my life. And then they get to about 50 and they say, well, gosh, you know what? I'm a little bit behind. And then they get to 55, you know, I'm still behind. I'm 60, I'm behind. 65, I'm behind. Now, what do I do? Right. And, you know, what we really, that's the people that are in the herd that haven't broken away. They are, they are stuck in this pattern that they've learned and they've learned it from thousands and thousands of ads and thousands and thousands of, of of articles of noise that are out there trying to distract them from what they really should be doing and you know it reminds me of the story in the very beginning of Richard Bach's Illusions book Illusions and he talks about this these villages of little creatures that cling to the rocks and the roots and the crystal stream brings them everything right and this one little creature he says you know i i, I can't keep doing this i'm going to let go and see where this crystal stream takes me and the other creatures laugh at him and call right. him stupid and and you know hey surely that that stream that river that you worship will soon, surely kill you and you'll get you'll get battered and beaten by the rocks and surely you'll die and he says if i stay here i'm gonna die of boredom so he lets go <laughs> right he lets go and yeah he gets beaten battered by the rocks and the stream and 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 but pretty soon the stream kind of lifts him up to the surface and he's just flying down the stream like just floating and, and it's and it's everything that he could have hoped for. Well then a little ways down the stream he sees another creature or a village of creatures like himself and they all yell out, Messiah come to save us and he said, I'm no Messiah. And I'll let the rest if you want to hear the rest of the story in the book, but but the point is is that we see people like maybe Robert Kiyosaki or one of these other kind of uh uh you know, wealth coaches on that are entertainers on um, social media and YouTube and everything else. And we say, gosh, we want what they have. Right. Right. But we're but we're not willing to let go or some people aren't willing to let go and break out of the herd, break away from the herd. But when you do break away from the herd, then you realize that yeah, you're gonna have to learn some things. And you know what, you might make some mistakes. Those are the rocks that you're gonna to, going to get battered by. But you're gonna learn over time, as long as you keep on trying, and you kind of fail your way to success. And when I, I'm not saying you have to fail your way by losing a bunch of money, but you know maybe you tried to buy a property, and somebody else got it. Or you didn't do the due diligence that you needed to, or you didn't know how to do it, so you didn't pull the trigger. And somebody else got that opportunity. You know, that's that's kind of failing to to a win. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You gotta you gotta uh
1: gotta take a swing of the bat. You know, it's okay to to not hit them all
0: out of the park. So, you know, the the thing that we do with infinite banking is we have this place to hold our money that has a lot of advantages that other the quote investments or saving vehicles don't have. Yeah. A lot of misconceptions,
1: a lot of noise out there, diverting yeah. your attention away from what, what really should matter. And, uh, this is kind of like an opportunity to kind of be enlightened a little bit about what maybe will benefit you to, to focus on.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's funny because I've had some, um, clients and and prospects go to their current insurance person and then they come back and they say well this is just overfunded life insurance and and it's like you're missing the point completely in the fact that you let some you know life insurance agent tell you that that knows nothing about infinite banking is almost sad because you know that's that that's what these guys on YouTube and the internet make mistakes is they focus on the life insurance contract so much, and that's just the money pool it's your behavior that that is the most important part of this it's It's your activities it's what assets you're gonna buy, how fast that money's coming back, how fast you can redeploy it exactly like the bank does. Yeah,
1: just like Nelson belabored, infinite banking is not about a product, it's about a process.
0: Absolutely. And, and the but, Go ahead. No no no, but the process is supported by the money pool. If you don't have the money pool and you don't have and the money or the money pool is too small, then you can't do all the things that people want to do on the on the other side of the ledger, on the activity or the behavior side of the ledger. Yeah, it's it's like we're we're working on compounding our results,
1: right? So, like, if I have a, a you know my my home, the better the foundation to build the home on, the the safer the home is, right? Right, that, right. The second story, the third story, whatever it is for your home, you you got to build a great foundation to support all that. Yeah, and we always say you can do infinite banking with your shoebox money your mattress money your cd uh your checking account or whatnot but you know if we can build it on the best foundation so we get the most benefit from our behavior then that's what we should do and most people just don't even understand the, you know the product very well but I, you, you kind of summed it up uh before you said you, you called it the perfect investment Now it's not necessarily a, a claim per se but it's it's just hey this is the perfect place for us to do this
0: yeah and the reason is you got to look at you know when people think of a place to put their money what's the first thing they think of? rate of return right and 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 compared to what you know because is that your average rate of return is that your gross rate of return? Is it your net rate of return? You know, your your rate of return is, let's assume that that's acceptable. What are the other things that you gotta protect yourself against, or the features that have to be in this vehicle to make it work? The number one thief in the world, or at least in America, is the IRS. So guess what? <laughs> You have to make sure that your money's growing tax deferred as opposed to taxable. I mean, think about it, Nick. If every time you earned, you know, 10% and you had to pay tax on it, right? You're not p- making 10% and over a 20, 30, 40 year period, taxable versus tax deferred is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Now, tax deferred and then taxable at the end is not what you want. You want tax-free distributions. You want 0% tax bracket when you're taking the money out. Jim? Yeah. What's your tax bracket gonna
1: be 25 years from now? I have no idea. You have no idea, right? Like in any investment, you you, you have no idea, right? So, like, so what you're telling me is you don't want to put something in a tax-deferred vehicle right
0: now, like where you're going to pay the taxes 25 years from now? Is that right? right? Exactly. I want it to be tax-free distribution. And the thing is, is that, Nick, not only do I not know what the tax rate's going to be, but I have no control over it. None. Zero, right? So whatever they tell me it is, I have a choice. I either pay it or I guess I don't pay it and pay the consequences. Right. Right. So I don't get a choice. I don't get any say anything else. That means I have no control. If I don't control my money, guess what? I lose my money. It controls me. Right. Now, we've already said that you want a competitive return, but what's competitive? I mean, competitive return versus risk versus advantages in use of the vehicle you know i mean a competitive rate of return when i have no use of it has to be higher because that's the only benefit that i'm getting is some future balance right 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 i mean the other thing is is that you know there's a lot of little cool little vehicles out there that you can't put enough money in so i mean you have to be able to put high contributions you can't have these things. I mean, if I can only put five grand or something into a vehicle, then who cares? I don't, I, there's not enough money there to get any real benefit from it.
1: Yeah. That's why we have clients that put millions of dollars a year through this.
0: Right. Right. Well, and you know, if you're going to put millions of dollars a year through it, then you want to make sure that you have some additional benefits like, you know, long-term care, uh terminal care, illness protection, protection from creditors. I mean, you want to make sure that, I mean, can you imagine if you, if you built up this huge uh, money pool and then somebody could take it? Right. I mean, like, uh, you know, you, again, we can't have um, unknown in the future. We can't hope hope is not a strategy for anything. <laughs> but right. I would say
1: hope introduces failure as an option.
0: Absolutely. And you know, um, um, I, I heard somewhere hope is not a legitimate word, or it's not an legitimate <laughs> idea, or something like that. You know, like- I, go, I go round and round with
1: uh, my my old pastor friend about the word hope. when yeah. uh, you, you look it up in the the dictionary, there's the, uh, the the normal society answer, you know, definition of hope, and then there's the the, the Christian definition
0: in there. So we spar back and forth about that. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one because I know uh, that that's that's going that's going down a rabbit hole. Uh, but how about collateral opportunities? I mean, you mm. know, um, I remember that I had a company that needed some money. I had a, um, an opportunity to collateralize an asset, and guess what? The loan paid for two thirds of the asset. Okay, so if I can yeah. collateralize my perfect. Uh, savings vehicle. Well, that's huge. That's massive. I mean, there's not very many things in the world that you have those opportunities.
1: What generally, what's the, to what
0: percentage can we collateralize this? hundred percent. Now, by the way, if you had a bond account, like at the bank, it'd probably be about 80% a stock account. They might collateralize 50% and okay. the bank might decide to give you, uh, collateral on a, you know, some type of muni bond or CD or whatever, but what, what's the consistent theme of what I just said? Control bank decides. Yeah. Right. banks Might give you this and they might give you that. Guess what? Until they don't want to give you that. Yeah. In the, in
1: the, in the life insurance contract, it's a, it's a contractual provision. We get to do that
0: um, without their permission. That's right. Without their permission. Exactly. You know, the, here's the other thing is, you know, when you think you said, said something there, the life insurance company, you want your money to be safe. Do you guys realize in the audience, the, the, the reserves and the, the protections and the, the regulation that these insurance companies go through to make sure that your money has a safe Harbor. And you know, you, you, you can't put your money in a safer spot than with a mutual life insurance company. It's off of the IRS's radar. It's out of out of the reach of creditors in most states. And you can't lose money.
1: Yeah, I got to tell you, Jim, you know, a decade plus ago after going through uh, Financial Peace University, which turned out to be A heck of a learning experience about what, how not to do a few things. But, you know, I was just so ignorant on the strength of these insurance companies and how you can use them and to partner with them to build wealth. Not not just use it as a commodity and, and it's such a misunderstood thing. And you know, it's always funny people say, Well, you know, I, I put my money over here in this bank because it's FDIC insured. Well, the reality of it is the FDIC has less
0: than one percent of their their liabilities. That's right. Um, yeah, so you're not protected yeah. in the FDIC, and that's in, you're exactly <laughs> right, Nick. You know, here's the thing too, is you said this earlier. Would you want guaranteed loan options. So you can't be denied access to your money. Meaning, you know, we don't want somebody saying no, we don't want to know to be an option, right? We want access to our money. And then when we, when we take those loans, I don't want the bank telling me what I have to pay back and the interest that I have to pay back. (laughs) And on these terms, I mean, I want to determine the payment schedule. It's my, it's my money that I'm collateralizing, right? And I want control. Yeah. You know? that, Go ahead. No, that, that, that's just so important. I mean, liquidity and having access and control of your money to, so that you can use it to make money is really a
1: huge key. Yeah. I think the unstructured, you know, we use this term unstructured and like, what does that mean? It means that the bank doesn't say, Hey, you're going to pay me $217 a month for that loan or whatever it is. Right. um, For five years. Um, It it means we decide like uh, when we take a loan from our policy, we decide how much we want to pay back every month. If we pay back anything, we have that freedom and control. And, you know, you think about, you know, the audience, you're sitting there and you may have a home, uh, a mortgage, auto payment, boat payment, business lines of credit, um, you know, rental mortgages and whatnot. And you think like, hey, what if, what if I couldn't pay this month? What happens? What are the consequences? And that, that creates that thought process can create stress for people. And, you know, Nelson would, would talk about how, infinite banking really creates this, this stress-free peaceful way of life. And when we think about it like that, like, Hey, if I, if my only loans are to these life insurance companies, um, and that I've set the rules on the payback and life happened and I couldn't pay, pay my bills this month. couldn't pay any of those, but then nothing would happen. Nothing negative would happen if I didn't pay them um that's a different way of thinking about money and thinking about debt and being a slave to the lender. Um it's it's very peaceful to think of it that way.
0: Absolutely. And you know what you're saying Nick is you're in control of that rather than somebody else. And when you're in control of your own destiny and you're in control of your your future then you can always make sure that you make your future bigger than your past. So it doesn't matter whether you're 30 years old or 60 years old, you know, you always want your future to be bigger than your past. So in becoming your own banker and setting yourself free financially to build financial independence, you you can do it in in a much shorter period of time than trying to build up this pool of money like a lot of people are trying to do. And one of the reasons, Nick, is because all of those eroding factors are working against you to build up this huge pool of money. And then when you have it, all of these eroding factors are trying to um, deploy it faster than you want, meaning you're going to run out of money. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) and then you know what? When you figure that out, hopefully you're not 70 years old. Right. Right. Because then it's harder to recover. If you can do this in your thirties and your forties and your fifties and you know, if you could do it in your twenties, then, then God bless you. You, you're going to be way ahead of the game, but you know, we can still help people that are in their sixties and seventies, by the way, it's just, you know, we're the, it's crunch time. It's time to go. right? Right. Um, so, uh, you know, Nick, any books that you've been reading lately that uh, or any articles out there that we could, um, you know, offer if somebody wants uh, wants it, uh, anything that you've been just standing out to you?
1: Uh, you know, I, I've really turned off a lot of stuff lately, uh, frankly, but I, I will tell you that probably my favorite book that I've read this year is uh, um, by Tim Grover. It's called Relentless. I've, I've actually listened to it twice, and it's... Uh, you know, it's really helped. It's a, it's a mindset book and it's, it's not about finance at all. It's about having a plan. It's about having a vision and it's about having the mindset, um, about what it takes to go, to go achieve that vision. And, um, you know, it's for me, it's like what we talk about with our clients is we want our passive income to meet or exceed our ideal standard of living. and give my family and, um, uh, something they never dreamed they could have. And, um, so that's the book that uh, I would recommend uh, you you pick up. It's not for everyone. It's not for the faint of heart. It, it's, uh, there's some, there's some harsh language word. in there.
0: It's an adult book. There's, <laughs> uh, there's, there's adult words in
1: there, right? <laughs> it's an adult book. But I tell you what, it's, um, I think a lot of our clients, it would really resonate with them because they, they come from that mindset of,
0: of doing bigger and better. Absolutely. I, I, I like it. Um, so, you know, Nick, if somebody wants to, Talk about some of these concepts that we've talked about today or where they want to learn more about infinite banking. How can they reach out? Yeah, just go to create right up at the top. It says contact us. It'll
1: come right to us. You just put in a, a couple of bits of information, maybe a comment or two about what you're looking for and uh, we'll get with you. We'll schedule um, a 20 minute call and answer your questions and see how we can uh you'll hear how we work and how we can show you the road to taking control of your your uh your finances in an uncommon way
0: so if somebody could go from what most people are doing trying to build a pool of money to to using a pool of money to build assets and financial independence that's what we're passionate about that's what we're trying to help everybody learn how to do and until next time audience breakaway wealth thank you so much for listening go to our website, create tailwind.com. Um, look on, look for us on YouTube under create tailwind. We've got quite a few videos up there. We're adding more information and more substance every day, um, or every week, at least Nick, I think. Um, so reach out to us, let us help you learn how to do this and get rid of the noise. Nick, thank you so much for joining us today. And, uh, and until next time, break away from the herd. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.